It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today on Locked On Magic, can you say off-season rumors who some people think the Orlando Magic may chase this offseason. Plus, we're going to go over two guards who might put a wrench in those plans. We'll get to all of it today on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is June 7th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we got some fresh off-season rumors, uh, some talk about what the magic might do this off-season or what people are expecting them to do because the magic don't leak anything. We'll get into some of the stuff discussed there, plus how the magic kind of control their own destiny this offseason. Plus, we're going to try and wrap up some player reviews. We'll talk about Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs and how they evolved this season. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So, you know, I wanted to spend today kind of wrapping up player evaluations. I've been a little bit behind on those, and, and, and we, got, we got to talk about Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs um, because they are two really critical players for this team's future, and, and we should look back at their season and, and kind of figure out what to make of it. But we did get some news and it is something that magic fans everywhere are kind of talking about because there's just so little reported about the Orlando magic. Um, Jeff Weltman and his staff for better or for worse, mostly for the better, but for the worse for us do not leak anything. There are no draft availabilities. There are, there is no sense at least publicly of what this magic team's going to do. And, Credit to agents, credit to a lot of people. They tend to also keep the magic secrets. Um, however it is the NBA, things do get out and speculation is the business of the game. And undoubtedly, and certainly we've talked a little bit about it yesterday, we talked about the big man need 
Um, undoubtedly, the Magic are a team that has a lot of power this offseason. Um, this, this is probably going to deserve its own podcast. I may dive into it a little bit more tomorrow. Um, this is a team that holds a lot of cards. Two first-round picks, uh, two first-round lottery picks, the potential of, of this young core, perhaps a desire to add one more star player, a lot of movable contracts, cap room. It's a Magic team that can do a lot. And so right now, everyone's speculating about what the Magic are going to ultimately do. And, 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 you know, we've talked a lot about the draft. The one thing we really haven't talked about yet is how the draft plays into free agency. If the Magic are going to go after some of the guys that we're talking about in this segment, some players that they might draft no longer make a ton of sense. And so a lot of the questions that I have is, A, so much of this stuff has played out. Everyone knows what's happening before free agency starts. Like, let's not pretend that this doesn't happen. I don't think it's tampering. I think it's like pre-negotiation. It's 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 fine. It's it's benign. It's not like they're they're going after players who are under contract. It's basketball front offices are mini intelligence agencies. If they don't know exactly how free agency is going to go or or what they actually have a chance of doing before July first or June thirtieth or whenever whenever free agency starts, if front offices don't know what's going to happen beforehand, they aren't doing their jobs. Like, that's that's the truth. So the fact that, that that there's a speculation, there's a little bit of smoke there. Is there a fire? It, it could just be a – it just could be a little sparkler. Um, so having said that, Shonda Devaney of, of Heavy.com uh, spoke to a few executives around the league, and the general consensus is – Everyone knows the Magic are at a really, really important point. The next two years are going to determine who the Magic become. You know, it's not necessarily about draft picks. It's 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 how they manage this cap space that they have this year. It's going to really determine what the Magic are able to do. They can essentially they're functioning this year at around twenty three to twenty five million dollars of cap space. That's enough to sign a quality player. You know, we talked about Nas Reed. You could easily see Nas Reed making fifteen million dollars. The Magic could sign him and add another play. That's that's the kind of cap room we're talking about. However, there's a lot of non-guaranteed contracts there. It, it is widely expected the Magic will keep Markel Fultz. It is widely expected the Magic will keep Jonathan Isaac. But they could easily cut both of those guys, cut Gary Harris, and have Max cap room to go after Fred Van Vliet. As it stands now, it, it feels like, or it sounds like, the... It sounds like the the general consensus or the general thought is the Magic are debating whether to cut Gary Harris, who has a not, whose contract is fully non guaranteed next year. He has a team option essentially for next season. Um, that they may cut Gary Harris and his thirteen million dollars to free up cap space to make a big play in free agency. Um, that play could be, you know, that that play. Who knows what that play is? To be perfectly honest, and. And a lot of that play might depend on the two guys we're going to talk about in, in our next couple segments, uh, and Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs. The reporting from, from Sean Devaney, and again, go to, go to heavy.com. You can read the full article there. The reporting from Sean Devaney says that executives expect Orlando to chase out, chase after Gary Trent Jr. 
Now, Garrett Trent Jr. from the Toronto Raptors is a guy that we've been talking about since the trade deadline. He was one of the trade deadline targets that we thought the Magic might push some chips into just to keep get him before free agency. We all understand he has a skill set the Magic really need. He is a solid three-point shooter. He is a volume three-point shooter. He can create a little bit for himself off the dribble. He's a decent defender. There are a lot of things to like about Gary Trent Jr. The other name that they keep mentioning was that the Magic could be a team that makes a run at restricted free agent Grant Williams. A little bit more of an interesting move because Grant Williams plays the four, um, is, is a tough defender, an undersized defender, but a tough defender, um, and can hit the outside shot a little bit. I will admit I read that Grant Williams rumor and I was just like, I don't see it. Not a magic guy, not overly long. Yes, we're going to care about wingspan. Not overly long. Um, Three-point shots iffy. You know, maybe that's unfair to him. Like he's, he's, you know, obviously had the big game seven against Milwaukee last year, but essentially Milwaukee wanted him to make those threes. And if he did, they were happy to lose that game. That's That's Grant Williams right there. Essentially, so much of this debate, and again, I want to go in, I'll go in, I think we're going to go into this a little bit more tomorrow, but I wanted to address the rumor now since, the, since it's out there, Magic Fitch is talking about it, I don't want to ignore it. The going rumor, or the going decision for the Magic, is whether to spend their free agency money now, or whether to save it and stockpile it for next year. Look, Orlando has some decisions to make. They have Cole Anthony on, on, a, contract, uh, on a contract extension. They have... Um, they have they have a lot of things they have to weigh and consider, but they have the flexibility, it seems, to free up two max cap spaces next year. Um, even with the salary cap jumping, uh, what it's going to jump, the Magic, you know, with the talent that they already have, could become players for a Jalen Brown who becomes a free agent next year. They could become players for a lot of different teams. And so it's it's interesting to see what Orlando's going to do. Now, we know uh, at some point, Jeff Weltman and his crew are going to put their chips into the middle. But what's been impressive about the way the Magic have run their business so far is they've been really patient. Like, really patient. Like, really, really patient. Almost frustratingly patient at times. But some of that is they want to see what they have. Like, honestly, I get it. I, I believe that patience is the rule of the day. Honestly, unless Jalen Brown is already indicating he wants to come to Orlando or one of these big name free agents, they're already indicating they want to come to Orlando again. Don't pretend like they aren't doing that. Every team knows what's really going on, even if they don't say it publicly. They know they know where the winds are blowing. But honestly, free agency is not where you get players anymore. The Magic have Paolo Bancaro, they have Franz Wagner, and I don't think the Magic should do anything crazy to take the ball out of their hands or, or to drastically change their role or their, their, their spot on the team. They need to let these two guys cook and grow and develop and be who they are and be who the Magic want them to be, see, if that, see where that gets them in the playoffs, and then decide where to go. What matters now is having salary slots. I, I'm, a, I, I'm a big advocate of this. What matters now is having salary slots and the ability and the flexibility to make trades. And that's only going to become greater as the new CBA hits, as the uh, as um, the uh, new TV deal hits uh, in, after next season. It's 
it's about flexibility. And, and, and that's one thing Jeff Weltman has done a very good job of as the Magic's GM or as the Magic's president of basketball operations is maintain flexibility. So yeah, you know, Garrett Trent Jr. very much interests me. That That is a rumor that I believe. It's been something that we have heard about and talked about since Febu- since before February. Would not surprise me if that's the, 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 big, the big guy the Magic go after. Um, you know, I had Nas Reed on my list. I have Garrett Trent Jr. on my list. Those are probably the two free agents I chase after most, to be perfectly honest. Um, if not them, I, I chase after Mason, you know, Mason Plumlee. I'm talking about guys on the prim, on the on the fringes. I, I think the Magic's most important goal this offseason is to build depth. It's not to spend a lot of money. But that money's there to spend. That money is there to use. And the question still remains: how are the Magic going to use it? And that that honestly is the question around the league. I have to do some diving into this a little bit more. So tomorrow, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but the free agency rumors are the Magic are going to chase after Gary Trent Jr. or Grant Williams to add to three po- their three-point shooting, add some veteran poise, and yeah, add a little bit of depth because depth, to me, is the most important thing this offseason. So many of these questions, though, are about how players develop internally. We'll talk about two players that grew a lot this year and found their roles. We'll get to Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs coming up in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Game Time. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to the Tampa Bay Rays game over in St. Pete. Had a great time. I got to go over this. I, we went, I, I, I begged the people I was going with, hey, let's go out of our way 45 minutes. Go over the Sunshine State, the Sunshine State Skyway Bridge. Um, very awesome bridge. Very, very cool bridge. Um, it, it was at the end of the Punisher. It's very, very cool. I don't know how they were able to film it and stop at the, stop at the middle of that, that thing. But very, very cool architectural bridge. Um, and I had a great time at the Rays game. And I, I, could, I can only thank Game Time. Well, I could thank the Rays but, uh, and the company I was with. But I could thank Game Time for helping me out and getting me the tickets. Um, the Game Time app was so easy to use. I could see what my seats looked like. I could see prices around the seats that I was looking for. I could compare prices as well and make sure I got the best deal. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And their customer service was great. I actually had a question about getting my tickets. I had some issues downloading uh, the link to my tickets. I said, hey, I, I don't think I've got my tickets yet. Can you can you help me out? They literally sent me sent me two separate links to all to, to the tickets that that I that I bought for me and my friend. Uh I was clicked on them and I was like, oh, these are my tickets. And like, yep, absolutely. This is all you need. Sorry that game time, sorry the MLP app isn't working. That's their fault, not ours. Uh, no, they didn't really say that, but but they were really easy and really great customer service. Uh, t- the tickets were sent directly to my phone. And so I didn't have to dig through emails to find them. Download the game time app, snag tickets without the stress with game time. You can download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
before we move on, I, I am excited to announce that I am starting a subtext. Um, so if you ever wanted to text or talk directly to me, subtext is the place to go. Go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on magic to learn more and sign up today. Um, I'll start, I'm gonna start sending out mess sending out messages here very, very soon um during your free trial. So getting ready for the NBA draft is where I'm gonna post some thoughts about draft picks. And, and other rumors are going around as the Magic get ready for their offseason. Again, join subtext.com slash LockedOnMagic to sign up today. I've been behind on player evaluations. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer. You go through each player. You talk about them. You talk about what their future is. Uh, you give them a little bit of a grade because that's that's good. That's a good gimmick. Uh, but um, I, I'm behind on them. We've, we've obviously moved into draft mode. We're in the finals. The season is so far in, in the rearview mirror. We're, we are looking forward, but I want to take a moment just to look behind and look back one more time. Um, or at least I got two more times. I got two more I want to do. We're, we're going to hit Gary Harris tomorrow um, in addition to talking a little bit about free agency uh, on tomorrow's show. Um, but we got to talk about guys that we haven't talked about on the show a lot. We've talked a lot about Paolo because he's Paolo. We've talked a lot about Franz. We've talked a little bit about the free agents. I got to talk about Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony had one of the most interesting and, and perhaps honestly mature seasons of any player on this young team. For two years, the first two years of his career, Cole Anthony was the starting point guard on this team. He was the unquestioned leader. He was one of the leading scorers. He was the guy that this team really turned to in a lot of ways. And all of a sudden, that changed for him. You know, he's a scorer first by nature. So, you know, obviously he's going to try and score a lot of points. But a lot of that changed for him this season. Markel Fultz was back. He took over the starting point guard role. And Cole Anthony had to figure his way out off the bench. This is honestly one of the most difficult things that any player in the league has to do. And to do it on a team that drafted you on a team that pushed you to the front and, and, and for a team that you gave a lot of really good moments to. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Cole Anthony is like one of all of our favorite players for his personality, biggest cheerleader on the team, uh, as well as his bravado with some of the shots that he made. I, I will still say this. Magic have not had a guard with the shot-making quality of Cole Anthony in a very long time. Um, whether he's that's something you want him to do all the time, that's that's another question. So for Cole Anthony to kind of step back and not only accept but own the sixth man role is such a huge thing. Uh, Anthony's numbers were down this year. 13 points per game, 3.9 assists per game, 4.8 rebounds per game. That's 3.3 fewer points, 1.8 fewer assists, 0.6 fewer rebounds per game than last year. He played 5.8 fewer minutes per game and you know, starting 61 fewer games than last year. A huge change. But Anthony found his role. And by the end of the season, Cole Anthony was owning his role. After the All-Star break, he averaged 14.9 points per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, and 3.6 assists per game on shooting splits of 47.1 overall, 41.8 from beyond the arc, and 91.4 from the foul line. Now, expecting Cole Anthony to put up those numbers is going to be hard. But Cole Anthony owned his sixth-man role. After Ter you know Terrence Ross was in and out of the rotation all year, Cole Anthony owned his role. 
you know, yes, he will tell you and say publicly, and honestly, I want him to say this publicly. He believes he's a starter in this league. And honestly, the Magic should treat him almost like a sixth starter. Because his role for this team is to be the sixth man. And that is a role that he accepted. And that is a role he thrived in last year. Being a heater off the bench, being a better playmaker, um, which he was, so much of his game improved even if the numbers didn't. And if this is the player that Cole Anthony is going to be, the Magic are going to be set for a little while. Obviously, Cole Anthony does a lot of things really well. But to see his shooting take such a step up and his spot-up shooting got a lot better as he played a little bit more off the ball. His pull-up shots got a lot smarter, when to go for them, where to go for them, how to get into them, got a lot smarter and a lot more efficient. Um, He is just, he is a tough dude. Cole Anthony is one of the best rebounding guards that I've seen on this team. Um, He will get after boards. He will outleap guys for rebounds. He is a tough dude, and he is not afraid to mix it up. And that kind of attitude serves him really, really well. Cole, as I mentioned before, the biggest cheerleader of anybody on this team. I I would be afraid to let Cole Anthony go because he is a glue that binds this group together. And that's so valuable. But obviously now comes the next question. A, can he do this again? What What is his level uh, as a sixth man, as a producer, as a scorer? What is that kind of baseline? And how does he keep growing and developing? The Magic obviously have a little bit of a decision to make. He is extension eligible this offseason. He becomes a restricted free agent if they're not able to uh, come to an extension after next season. And honestly, I think it is a fair question whether the Magic will extend Cole Anthony. Honestly, I don't think, I think it's very much in the realm of possibility that the Magic's big free agency moves this offseason are extending Markel Fultz and extending Cole Anthony. And and again, like I said, filling that salary slot. The bottom line is this season for Cole Anthony, he had a choice. He had a choice to kind of sulk at not being the starter anymore. He had a choice to not kind of learn what didn't work from his first two years. He had a choice to try and just prove everyone wrong and score, but that's not who he is. Instead, he accepted his role. He cheered on his teammates and he found his way to make a big impact, to make a winning impact. Something that I think a lot of people had questions about coming out of college. Cole Anthony isn't going to change. He is a scorer first, and you want him to be a scorer first. And the Magic found a role for him to channel that in a really positive way. But to Cole Anthony's credit too, he found a way to make that work for him as well. He didn't compromise who he was while he got better at a lot of areas of the game. And obviously, the rap on him coming out of college wasn't wholly accurate. Um, A lot of it was just a quick look at the stats and a quick look at his play and not understanding the context and the injuries, especially that he had at North Carolina. Cole Anthony is a really solid player. And while his numbers were down last year, last season was his best season because he really found 
the role that makes the most of his talent. Another player who's still trying to find his way and make the most of his talent is Jalen Suggs. We'll talk a little bit about what we saw from him last year coming up in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs entered the league with a ton of expectation, a, a ton of uh, potential, and a ton of uh, just a ton of weight on his shoulders. And he was a player that, like Cole Anthony, at times struggled to live up to that, or struggled to live up to it in a way that you could clearly see. This is winning basketball. This is what he's going to do when the team is winning. Ultimately, that's like the big piece of the puzzle here. Ultimately, what we're talking about, ultimately what we're thinking about is what does this Magic team look like when they're winning? That's the ultimate question. Who are the Magic when they're winning? We ask that a lot about a lot of guys and, 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 a, lot of and a lot of players. And you know, a lot of the questions that I have about some of the starters is, what are they going to look like in the playoffs? Are they going to be able to step up in the playoffs? You know, what does we're not going to know what this roster really needs. And obviously, we know it needs shooting and depth and all that. We're not going to know the like actual type of players that they need until the playoffs expose them. A lot of these young players don't even know what they need to really improve on until the playoffs come around. And they're like, oh, I thought I was this, but to be that, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Like the playoffs reveal a lot. Jalen Suggs' first year is obviously a really, really difficult one. Um, injuries really hurt him. Uh, he struggled with a with a shot. Uh, he became an, an 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 excellent defender and a great competitor, but he really struggled to stay on the court. And early in this season, it looked like Suggs was going to have those same struggles again. The shot just wasn't quite coming around. Injuries, ankle injuries, early in the season really slowed him down. And so Jalen Suggs was you look at his numbers and it's just like not impressive. 9.9 .9 points per game, 2.9 assists per game, three rebounds per game. This isn't the star the Magic thought they were drafting. And yes, his defense is still fantastic, but there's still a lot to talk about. There's still a lot left on the table. But, you know, something funny did happen. As Suggs got more consistent playing time, as he got past the ankle injuries from early in the season, we started to see his offense come around. We started to see his offense really begin to build. Um, yes, his three-point shooting hit was only 32.7%, a huge increase off 21.4%. But in his 19 games after the All-Star break, he hit 36% of his three-pointers. A nice little optim a nice little bit of optimism. But Suggs kind of started to 
really make a positive impact. Where we all recognize Gary Harris, great three-point shooter, good defender. The Magic starters are actually better with Suggs on the floor. With Harris on the floor, the Magic starters had a plus 1.4 net rating in 570 minutes. With Suggs on the floor, it was plus 11.3, although just in 58 minutes, with a 102.4 defensive rating. Suggs is still finding himself on, on the floor and still finding his comfort. And this offseason, last offseason, he had ankle surgery. This offseason, having a full offseason to work on his game, this is a make-or-break offseason for Jalen Suggs. If Jalen Suggs comes back to camp in October, the three-point shot is consistent. He can stay on the floor consistently. That's your starter at shooting guard. Honestly, what the Magic might do with Gary Harris might depend on how far the Magic think Jalen Suggs is already. And look, Jalen Suggs went back home to Minneapolis, so he's not in the Ad- in the Advent Health Training Center where the Magic can kind of keep an eye on him, keep a close eye on him. But everyone, know- again, these guys are the basketball front offices are intelligent are mini intelligence agencies. Suggs still has this tremendous potential. All those scouts, they're not wrong. <laughs> um, you know, scouting is guessing. It's 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 a spectrum. It's it's a range. It's saying, well, if this guy hits, he could be this. But you know, uh, the question is always then, what if he doesn't hit? What if he doesn't reach his full potential? Suggs though has an NBA skill. He is an excellent defender, a, 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 an extremely disruptive defender. He gets deflections. He gets steals. And yes, he still makes young player mistakes where he goes for those steals a little bit too much. But when he gets down defensively, he is as tough to beat as anyone, especially considering his size, which would seemingly put him at a detriment, but somehow he turns into an advantage. And that defense is what's keeping Suggs on the floor and and certainly keeping the Magic very invested in Suggs. As he continues to improve, as his explosiveness, as 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 his understanding of the game improved throughout the year, he got better finishing at the rim, an area where he still needs to really get better. He got better taking threes and knowing which threes to take and when to take his jumper and when to attack and when to do all these things. He he went through all the usual growing pains of young guards. But at the end of the day for Suggs, it's going to come down to a shot because the Magic need him essentially to be a 3 and D player unless he can become that star that we all thought he could on draft night, which is certainly still possible. Like don't get Don't get it wrong. He can still do that. He has, he has the capability to hit those shots and to attack in transition, to be a really dynamic scorer and attacker. Not to mention play, a playmaker as well. It's all just elements of his game that have to be layered on. And again, maybe layered on more than we thought they would be on draft night. But his defense and his shooting are the keys to his success. And, you know, I've kind of taken to saying next season, next season is sort of a prove-it year for a lot of guys on this Magic team. This Magic group has the talent to be a playoff team. The question is, how good of a playoff team can this group be? Next season is about finding out just how good this Magic team might be. And who can step up their game and is up to stuff and which guys don't exactly fit or which guys aren't exactly part of that big picture. It's Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter, you know, showing, you know, proving themselves in the playoffs and saying, okay, There might be these weaknesses in this team as a playoff team. Can these two players step up? Is it really a weakness or not? We don't know. And next season's about finding out, and that's okay. It's it's okay to find out what young guys can do. Jalen Suggs is very much in that same group. 
what more can he do? What will he look like in a postseason environment? What will he look like when the team is under pressure? A lot of these young guys face these questions. But next year is a prove-it year for this young team to see what the whole picture ultimately looks like. And Jalen Suggs set himself up well for it with how he ended this season because we know he can defend and his offense started to come around and look impressive. Now we need to see what's real and what's not with Jalen Suggs. And that makes next season a huge one for the young guard, especially with the Magic potentially bringing in more guards through the draft and free agency and all that stuff coming up. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himmler, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. Relates on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. If you're part of my everyday crew on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, I've talked a little bit about it already. We'll dive a little bit more into the Magic's free agency possibilities and strategies, plus talk about Gary Harris and where he fits into all of this, as well as dive into Game 3 of the NBA Finals. We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Frost and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.